Before we start, I want listeners to know that the information provided during the program is for educational purposes only. You should always consult with your healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment. As a mom with firsthand experience, the opinions expressed in this episode are those of my own and do not reflect the views of Providence. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Do Tell Mama. I'm your host, Julie Alexandria. Thanks so much for joining us here. And today we're going to be talking about alternative things to ask for and to give on baby registries and also for postpartum gifts because, let's be real, how many pairs of onesies do you really need? My guest today is Andrea Madrill, who is the founder and the owner of Sunflower Motherhood, Dot com. Andrea, so good to have you here. Nice to have, nice to be here. Thank you. Tell me about your story. You are a mom. Yes. And you are expecting your second. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Tell me about your birth story, your mom journey, and how you founded um, your business. Yeah, so I think um, the business really started from my experience after having my first son. Um, I just felt really blindsided by the whole thing. I felt like there was so much I didn't know. There was so much more I could have been prepared for. Um, physically, emotionally, I just I just felt rocked by it. Um, I did not expect physical recovery to go the way it did. I didn't know what sorts of things could happen physically and what sorts of things could help that. Uh, emotionally, I didn't know much about like the baby blues or postpartum depression. Uh, I, I just, I was, didn't have many people around me that had had a baby and just felt like I was flying blind Um, so I started the company as a result from finding a bunch of products that really helped me heal physically I was up in the middle of the night I had insomnia like postpartum insomnia and couldn't um, sleep even when the baby was sleeping and I was in a lot of discomfort from my uh, my word would be traumatizing birth. <laughs> it was a 26-hour um, just uh, process, I guess. A marathon. Like, yeah, marathon. Thank yeah. you. I'm looking for something more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was just searching online, like, what is going to make me feel better? What's going to make sitting down feel better? What's mm. going to make nursing easier? What's going to make, you know, just, and I ended up on, deep in like blog comments from 2005 of different moms saying like try this try that and um I mean I was really down the rabbit hole and so I just ordering these things from different websites and it's pretty disjointed market like you can't just order it all from Amazon um there are some things that you know a lot of people recommend that are you can only get on certain websites so long story short I ended up with this kind of curated box of goods in my bathroom that was really helping me heal down there Mm. and and after nursing um and my husband kind of said I think I think you're on to something with that because I had told him I cannot believe I didn't have these things I cannot believe my birthing class didn't tell me about this I cannot believe my doctor did not tell me about this um like how there's no way that other moms are all just sitting around doing what I'm doing to find these things and um you know, this is a problem. So I'm going to get all these things for my friends when they have babies sort of deal. And he said, you know, I think, I think that's a a good idea that you should look into. So he started researching it and then launched the business when my son was five months old. And now we've been in business a little over a year, um, and have now like a prenatal line and a gift line for moms at any stage of motherhood. And we're just, um, 
really all about the mom. I think our culture does a really good job focusing on the baby, as you mentioned with the onesies. You know, you're at a baby shower, you're drowning or floating, whatever you want to say, in gifts for the baby. A lot of them that you're not going to use um, or you don't even know what to do with. And they're all meant to really make the baby's transition into the world easier. And we have nothing to make our transition into motherhood easier. It's not mainstream to be giving moms gifts or things to heal or take care of themselves or even just send the message that their wellness is important too. You know, it's really easy to neglect your own care when you're giving everything you have to the baby. And so um, that's something we're trying to do too is really shine the light on the mom and her wellness and recovery and that it's important and self-care matters and things yeah. like that. I mean, we don't even talk about postpartum mm-hmm. in depth as a society no. between each other, amongst each other, yeah. let alone what are the products that are going to get us through. Yeah. Because I, like you, and we've talked about this before, we both had very traumatic births. Yes. Ones that, I mean, I don't think even a year later that I'm fully recovered mm-hmm. and I have seeked out help with that mm-hmm. but I just it's one of those things where it hit me so hard and I think part of it was because of how much I did not know yeah, going into absolutely. it and I think if I was more prepared maybe I would have expected it but it mm-hmm. still would have been a shock but I think because everyone's recovery is so different mm-hmm. um, and to varying degrees of um, trauma <laughs> and and uh, and elation as well and but to varying degrees I think it is so important that we do have that conversation and that we do treat mothers as they are coming home from hospitals or birthing centers and then it's like here you go here's your baby and good luck to you yeah yeah it I, I definitely think we can do a better job preparing preparing women and and I know I know there's this really fine line between preparing and scaring, and I know that I tuned out a lot when I was pregnant when other moms would tell horror stories, mm-hmm. and I do think that's a problem too. I think I think there's a fine line, and we haven't quite hurdled it correctly or straddled it correctly as a society. I think, I, I think there needs to be awareness and talk of things that can happen and almost like a, a normalization of it. Like, you know, if you are feeling this way, that's okay, that's normal, instead of feeling... Like you're the only person in the world that's felt these feelings or feeling really alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's that, that that could happen. And then, yeah, in terms of like products, I think we should be doing a way better job with equipping moms with the things they need to like actually heal down there. Yeah, so <laughs> um, tell me about that. What What is in... Well, let's start with the different boxes because I know you have different packages yeah. for different moms in different stages, but let's talk about that postpartum yeah. um, gift box that you have and what's in there. What are the products? What do they do? What do you like about them? Um, so they're, they're basically an extension of the basic freebie ones that you get from the hospital and better quality and made by moms for moms and um, they're more like uh, clean, natural, organic ingredients, and they're less hospital patient-y. Like, mm-hmm. for example, the white mesh underwear that you get with the green stripe. Like, when I was wearing those, I just felt like such a patient at my own house. And it was, you know, like I felt like I was wearing the trauma still. I couldn't get away from the experience I just went through that was, yes, electric and beautiful, but also a lot and an emotional labor that I was going to have to, like, recover from later on. Um, so we have black mesh underwear by this awesome company founded by a mom and 
they're, it's just nice, you know. I felt feminine. I felt like a woman again when I put them on. I felt sexy for a split second and then <laughs> went back to realizing <laughs> what was going on around me. But just things like that. And then, um, like, the sometimes your providers will recommend that you take sits baths. So you sit in that mm-hmm. shallow um, tub in the in in your toilet. Yeah. Um, we have a really nice, natural, organic, paraben-free pad. It's like a sits bath pad. So mm. you can make a padsicle out of it. So you kind of can skip the padsicle process and sits bath slash padsicle at the same time. And Explain what a padsicle is in case <laughs> someone okay. doesn't know. Because I didn't know what one was until many months later. <laughs> but they're awesome. Yeah. Explain what it is. So you basically take a feminine pad and you can... Um, you prepare them before birth and you can put like aloe vera, lavender oil, witch hazel, things like that, um, soak it and then put it in the freezer so that it's, you're essentially icing yourself, but with some good stuff in there to help heal, um, the soreness, the discomfort, the pain, the tearing, um, oh, the if tearing. you have that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this, these ones are nice because this it's bath pads cause they're super thin. It's like a tea bag, almost mm. a big rectangular tea bag and you can be walking around you don't have to be, you know, with the pads cool, you sort of felt like you had to be, like, sitting yeah. or, or... Or you waddle. Yeah, you waddle like, or you're dripping down space. your leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, it's just a thing. It's like, yeah. it's not yeah. like you can be doing it while you're emptying the dishwasher. Well, maybe some talented women can, but... Um, so those are nice. And then um, the hospital often gives you dermoplast, which is, a, like, in a kind of spray paint can bottle. And for me, left, like, a white residue all over me, just smelled yucky made me feel like I was still in the hospital so we've got like a natural one that smells better and mm. is a pretty brand and you know is has nice messaging on it and things like that um we've also got um some self-care items mixed into our our best seller which is our recovery bundle um and those items are just to like remind the mom it's really important to just carve out even 10 minutes when the baby's sleeping to give yourself some attention and love like it's so, so easy to not do that. Um, but I think if you have something serving as a visual reminder to, um, you know, just give yourself like some of the love you've been giving your baby and like recognize that you're on a totally new journey too. And you're going through something you've never gone through before. Like that, that deserves some like time and space and recognition. Um, so, yeah, I told my husband when, before I had had the baby and I said I hear all these stories of women saying they didn't even have enough time to take a shower yeah and for whatever reason that just never computed to me because I'm like what do you mean well how could you be that busy that you don't have time to take a shower like Mm -hmm. I have worked on live tv my entire life like I have been busy in my world how can you not have time by taking care of a baby and then it wasn't until I came home with him and I'm like oh I get it Mm -hmm. how the day just goes by and you are so I mean so tired mm-hmm. and delirious because like you're up at all hours. Right. Yeah. So it's like you don't even know what's up, what's down, and when it's time to take a shower. But he sat me down and he said, I promise you that I will give you time. Mm-hmm. I will be here to make sure that you get a shower every single day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, is even when you do have a, a, a like glimpse of time, mm-hmm. you kind of don't even really think. It's like you said, it doesn't compute. You know, maybe... A shower isn't your number one priority. It's like a pet putting another pad school on, or yeah. or putting your dishes away, or I don't know something yeah. else. And th- you know, the house. I felt like the house was always a mess. I couldn't keep up because I was so focused on the baby. So mm-hmm. you know, it's hard when you do have like a moment of free time 
it's hard to know what to do. And then it seems like when you figure it out, the time that free time's ended, the baby oh, yeah. woke up. <laughs> so, he or she is awake and they need you right now. Yeah. But my when I was really struggling a couple of weeks in, um, my husband put a sign next to my bed that said, take care of you first. And it was like everything I needed. It totally shifted it for me. It was like, wait a minute. I'm not being the mom that I want to be, the good mom that I know that I am and can be and that I think my son deserves because I'm totally neglecting myself, because I'm not thinking during this free 10 minutes of time that a shower is going to make you feel better or smelling this candle or oil or giving yourself a (laughs) pedicure, whatever self-care looks like for you, or writing or journaling or saying some affirmations. Um, Like I needed a visual reminder to, to, to show me that like that is a priority, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not going to be able to keep providing for the family in the way I want to if I'm not, if I'm just running on empty. Of course. So how long did it take you to gather all of those items together and to really take a step back and say, okay, I have a really cohesive kit right now? Um, not really long because it was all the stuff that I used and kind of had gathered in that, in that time of real struggle. And then of course started like reading reviews, making sure other moms felt these way, the same way about the products, um, having other moms in my life that were just about to have a baby test them out too. Um, so not long. I mean, I started working on the company when he was eight weeks old. I remember just, just sort of like preliminary research. Like, is this an idea is is this just a hobby what you know could this be something Mm -hmm. um so it was about three months I guess of development time but the the products themselves wasn't the hard part it was like Mm -hmm. packaging and web design and all that kind of stuff to get the business up and running yeah what were you doing professionally before I was a teacher yeah yeah I was a middle school teacher middle school oh my gosh I know oh I remember middle school (laughs) yeah right Oh, wow. It's a funny time. It totally is. Are you still teaching? No. Okay. No, I'm doing Sunflower Motherhood full-time. Full-time. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Tell me about the other packages that you offer. So we have one for C-section as well. We have one um, specifically for breastfeeding. That was also something that was hard for me postpartum was um, kind of the expectation of breastfeeding before you have a baby. Like I just thought it happened, and it's, you know, people say it's the most natural thing ever, and I thought it's just going to work. Um, I wish I had some awareness before going into it that breastfeeding isn't a walk in the park for everyone. It can be, but it isn't for a lot of people. So that there was a lot of shame and guilt for me around that when my son wouldn't latch. He ended up having a tongue and lip tie. Um, so I remember I was like feeding him with a bottle while pumping at the same time. Then by the time he did latch and we got things going well, uh, my milk supply totally stopped. So oh, I just felt like it's so deflated, crushed. Oh, yeah, oh just my gosh, yeah. like what kind of failure am I? You know, there are all sorts of troubling, dark, twisted emotions that that you know s- start with me, I guess. But they also start with the societal expectations of breastfeeding that we're seeing in the media and we hear people talk about. So I, I think that's something we can do better too. With is is being real with some of the challenges that you might face. It doesn't mean that you will, but just Mm -hmm. so you're not so shocked by them. Um, So anyways, got off topic there for a second, but our breastfeeding bundle, I I purposely wanted it to be separate from. I didn't want breastfeeding items to be in the recovery, um, vaginal and C-section recovery bundles in case 
the mom chose either chose not to Mm -hmm. or had a really hard time with it and it didn't work out and then you know that nipple cream or breast leak pad or um, cooling gel pads or whatever just kind of serving sitting there serving as a reminder as it didn't work out for you um, because the shame was so real for me Um, so yeah we have that as a separate one that's our postnatal collection and we have a smaller version of the c-section and recovery as well like in box form and then yeah our prenatal collections got a pregnancy morning sickness box which are super fun to just kind of give when a mom announces that she's pregnant and support her there. And then our... What, what's in that? What's in the, the morning, morning sickness, sickness box? <laughs> okay, so there are so many mom-founded products that are just meant for, just for morning sickness and pregnancy nausea that are amazing. So I've um, heard of the gummies. The gummies, yes. Um, there's a great company called Sparkling Mama that makes a, a an elixir. Mm. So it's like a little powder that you just add to your water. Yeah, and actually a lot of people use that aren't aren't moms uh, use Sparkling Mama for like just any sort of nausea. It doesn't mm. have to be just during pregnancy. Um, and it's tasty. It's good. It's not like I don't know chalky like a lot of those things are. Um, ginger gum which is something that, like, you know, might not sound great to you right away, but it kind of just kicks the edge. Um, Preggy Pops, there's a cool company that makes pop, uh, lollipops. Lollipops, yeah, yes, I've seen that are those. for pregnancy nausea. So cool. Um, you know, just stuff like that that, you know, maybe people mention to you when you say, I'm suffering from morning nausea. Um, but you kind of, you don't think to necessarily get it for yourself. So, yeah. so yeah, we're really, most people buy our things as gifts for other people to show, show support. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to have you on today because I think it's so important that we get the word out that there are so many amazing products yeah. on the market that can help mothers, whether it be pre or postnatal from care packages to items and to assistance and to help that they may not think even exists or they may not think they even need. And that's the purpose of this episode because from my personal experience, before I got pregnant, none of my friends had kids. And I was living in New York and I was a single fabulous girl in New York, but back home in California, the girls I started to grow up with started to grow their families. And whenever they would have babies and have showers, I would never even look at their registries because I'm like, oh, it's a bunch of baby stuff. Who needs that? (laughs) And so I would go about it and I thought I was being really cute and cheeky and I'd be like, well, I got you this porcelain pig piggy bank from Tiffany's because if I was a baby, this is what I would want. And that's what I would write in the card. I mean, completely ridiculous, not what they needed at all. Or I would get them like a martini making kit or a really gorgeous bottle of wine. And I'm like, here, you can have this when you're done. And that was sort of my my vision. That was my whole MO was like, oh, you're having a baby? That's good for you. I'm going to give you things so that when you're ready to come back and join me in the real world, we can go have a good time. So that was like my whole uh, MO. And then I got pregnant and then I had my shower and I received beautiful gifts and I am so grateful for all the things I got. We had so much stuff that I had to sort of, it commandeered like a whole section of our back garage slash closet and like it it was so packed with things that if I didn't go back there once a month or every couple of weeks because as an infant they grow so fast if I didn't go back there to take stock and do an inventory check of like what I had and what I didn't have and what he was growing into and out of like the stuff would go to waste yeah because it would be six weeks and then I'd go back there and check it and I'm like oh he doesn't even fit into this anymore Mm -hmm. can't even use this and so it ended up 
getting passed along to other babies in the neighborhood. But I wanted to compile a list for people of different things that are out there on the market. And the first thing I want to talk about is a night nurse fund. Mm. Now, did you have a night nurse? I did not. I thought about it at one point when I was really struggling. But but they're expensive. Yes, they are. And I, I didn't know where to start. It was like I felt, I felt like, again, I was too late in the game to start looking for that. Same with what you're saying with pre- preparation and mm. feeling like you know what's out there before you go into it. I, I didn't know what that was until my mom suggested it. I'm like, I think it's too late for me. I don't know. You know, it was too much for me to approach once I already would have needed it, I think. Yeah. It's one of those things that you don't think about until you're in it. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, it may be too late because it's of overwhelming. a lack of, It's overwhelming yeah. or a lack Expensive. of funds mm-hmm. or you don't even know where to start to look for one. So mm-hmm. what I urge and I'm hoping, you know, anyone who's listening to this, if you are a mom, if you are thinking about becoming a mom or if you have a friend who's going to be a mom, this is just something to keep on your radar. At the shower have a night nurse fund that people can add to kind of like a kickstarter mm-hmm. and trust me the new mama will thank you later for this i know it's not that cute to unwrap but she will absolutely thank you and remember it night nurses can go anywhere from 25 to 45 dollars an hour and some of them do more than come over in the evening Um, I had one for a few months and it was so wonderful. I had her come three nights a week and she would come at around 6 or 7 p.m. and we would go to bed and then she would basically do all the night feedings and she would also do food prep, she would do laundry and she would just spend the entire nighttime letting us sleep and doing all the things I didn't have time for. Mm. And it was so wonderful. I remember telling my husband like, he was like, oh, you're in such a good mood. I'm like, I know, because Cindy comes tonight. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I'm like, I know that I'm going to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. And at that moment, that was worth its weight in gold. So I highly recommend starting a night nurse fund and doing the research. If you do have a friend who's pregnant or if you are pregnant expecting to do the research and find out who is a night nurse in your area who can come because they can do everything from grocery shopping and bring your groceries. That's something that ours did. Um, as well as, like I said, the laundry, the cleaning, anything that's quiet. Mine did food prep, and I woke up to a an entire refrigerator full of chopped veggies that Ugh. we could then eat throughout the day. Amazing. Was, she cooked breakfast for us in the morning before she left. It was golden. Oh um, another wonderful thing that people don't realize that is a huge, huge thing Um, once you have a baby is eating and food prep yes and meal prep Mm -hmm. and having those meals and I just remember thinking you know after I had brought my baby home I'm like I do not have the energy to cook so it was really wonderful to have a lot of our neighbors come over and bring us food yes did you have that experience yes we did even our out-of-town friends would postmate or uber eats us dinner and my my uh, my friend had set up like a meal train where people kind of signed up to do it and I tell you, that was so helpful because not only do you have dinner like taken care of, you don't have to worry about it, but what I feel like people don't talk about is then cleanup is easy too. Yes. That was something that was huge for us on the <laughs> yes. nights we did cook or have to prepare food. It was like, oh man, we did we, we did all the prep work. Me, making a meal is like much 
more of a feat than it ever has been at that point in your life. Yeah. And so then the clean, it's like, oh, we still have to clean the kitchen. And, I, you know, you take turns holding the baby. And so making the cleanup easier, it's like a huge gift. It's like two in one, food yeah. and no cleanup in the kitchen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Grubhub, Postmates, yes. Yes. whatever it is. That's wonderful. Um, there's two companies that I want to give a shout out to because they helped me through the hardest time when it came to meals. One of them was given to us by my mother-in-law. She signed us up for Gobble. Mm. G-O-B-B-L-E, like a, like a turkey, gobble, gobble. Um, gobble was amazing. Sort of like Blue Apron, but like without all of the accoutrement like that made it really difficult. It didn't have more than three ingredients you had mm. to add. And everything came prepackaged. And it was really, really good. But there was no chopping. There was no food prep involved. It was just like, pour this packet in, pour this little jar, and voila, you're done in under 20 minutes. And not only was the, were the meals really good, it also gave me a lot of really good ideas, and they all came with recipe cards. Oh, so if you wanted that. to recreate everything, you didn't have to buy another one. You could just go to the store and get yeah, the ingredients. That's a great so idea. It was really cool. It was like they almost showed us how they did it. Mm -hmm. And then you could go and follow that. And that was really helpful. Also, once I got out of the fog stage, mm -hmm. and I was able to start going to the store on my own, and I was able to start you know, shopping and doing those errands by myself that, again, I didn't have the bandwidth to think about what am I going to make for dinner. I just got out of the stage of needing the food made totally. for me. Totally. But I don't want to think yet Same. about what I have to do. So having those recipe cards, I had about 30 of them. And those were so wonderful because I just kept rotating them and making the same stuff, but it was good stuff. It was pretty healthy. Um, but gobble boxes are incredible. If you sign up a new mama for something like that, it was so invaluable to have. And another company that I'm a huge fan of is the Wisconsin Soup Company. Hmm. This was started by a friend of mine who is a huge soup fan. I'm a huge soup fan. I like to make my own soups, which I only recently started doing because I just couldn't find soups out there that were made specifically the way I wanted them. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it myself. Um, I'm also very new to cooking, so that's <laughs> like the other edge of this sword. But um, Wisconsin Soup Company ships soups all over the world. And you can go on their website on wisconsinsoupcompany.com and you can check out all of the different soups. They're seasonal. They're all made from garden fresh vegetables that are all grown in Wisconsin. So it's all farm to table. At any given moment, they will have on their website over, I would say, 10 to 20 different kinds of soups. They come straight to your door four in a case in quarts and they're frozen and you just put them in the freezer and you just defrost them and you're ready to go. And one of those quarts will feed you and your husband and have leftovers because they're so big and they're so hearty. And I'm a huge, huge fan of that company. They actually make one. I was talking to them. I was like, you guys have to make a really good soup for new moms. Yeah. Because really good soup, it's like, you know, you have your baby and your body has just been through the ringer. You've like mm -hmm. been through an accident. It's awful. No matter how great your birth was, I don't care. Your body is still feeling it and the recovery can be difficult. So having something hearty and warm and fresh and all natural just makes you feel so much better. And there's certain vegetables and certain ingredients that they say can promote lactation yeah. and be really good for Absolutely. breastfeeding. So he actually makes a new mama breastfeeding approved wow. soup. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'll have to check awesome? it out. Yeah. Yes, it's so good. He sells it at the farmer's markets in Wisconsin, and I was like, you need to ship this around the world because yeah. I would love to get like a, a four-pack of these 
for all of my pregnant friends because they're really, really yummy yeah. and they're so good for you and they're great for your baby and it's all natural and you know, it's so important and I'm sure this is something that you think of when you're putting together your packages, mm-hmm. which is everything you put on your skin as a mom, whether you're in the prenatal, postnatal stage or breastfeeding, you're passing on to yep. your baby. Mm-hmm. And they talk about all of the free radicals and all of the chemicals that are in all of our everyday things that we have to be so careful about. So I'm sure that's something you take into consideration mm-hmm. with Definitely. your products. Yeah. I was going to say, so I think baby, do you know baby list registry system? So you can add anything from any website. Yeah. I just saw one of my friends registry. she had added um, like food delivery fund on there. So I wonder, nice. you might be able to add like the Wisconsin soup company, you might be able to add the night nurse fund on that. I'm not sure, but that's worth looking into that's if a you're really a mom idea. to be. And then having, you know, a registry compiled of everything you want from a lot of different places instead of three at three different stores, you know? Yeah. And I'm not sure how many of them fit things like this that are a little bit alternative registry gift ideas. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, I had no clue. I had no yeah. clue. I thought my baby gift registry, I mean, I had a girlfriend take me to Bye Bye Baby mm-hmm. and walk me through the entire store. Oh my gosh, so overwhelming, right? So I had to leave the first time we did that. I said, I can't do this. <laughs> it's just too I, much. I, my head was spinning. <laughs> me too. Yep. My head was spinning, and I had no idea what anything did or what anything was, and she's like... At, at a certain point, she just started throwing stuff in my uh, basket, and she's like, just trust me, you're going to need it. Just tr- <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but wait. And she's like, don't worry about it. Trust me, you'll need it. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. Um, but then I ended up doing it for a pregnant friend of mine, and it was sort of like a generational. I felt like mm-hmm. I was part of something bigger. Passing the Passing torch. Passing down yep. the torch. And I'm like, look, I'm doing it for her now. Um, but when we talk about products, let's talk about products for a minute. What sort of products are you... Um, including in your packages and what sort of things do you stay away from? What should moms stay away from when they are either pregnant or breastfeeding and what sort of ingredients and products do you think are not so great to have? Yeah, everything we include, we try to make sure it's natural, organic, paraben-free, toxin-free. A lot of the products happen to be vegan too, which is important for a lot of moms. But um, yeah, you know, anything that has a lot of chemicals in the ingredient list, a lot of things you don't recognize in the ingredient list, I, I don't love, um, you know, to each their own. But I think, like you said, it's such a, a especially with your first baby, you're you're so protective of yourself and what your baby is around that that stuff matters, you know, more than it ever did to you before. So really looking at ingredients, um, doing your research, you know, and stopping using products that make you feel uncomfortable or unsure uh, I think that that's something I've definitely started doing it's like I don't you know I don't know exactly what some of these things are I don't want to keep putting it on my body and you know therefore my son is also having it um, like like the nipple butters and things like that that I knew that my son was actually consuming directly mm, right because yeah. with, through breastfeeding sure. so with those you really want to make sure and most of them are you know because they have to become approved um, through the FDA but you know just really reading your labels on that and then looking at other moms reviews and things like that or or um, googling it and looking for some information on it like have other babies had bad reactions from this like Mm. you know I for example I know there's a teething gel that's very popular and in every store that 
a lot of people have have experienced their kid having really adverse reactions to. Mm-hmm. So things like that, you know, just just doing quick Google searches before you're applying things directly to your child's body or your body is 100% worth it. Yeah, but don't Google too much. Yes, no, do, do the do the preliminary <laughs> like home screen one. Yeah. If anything's really high alert, it will come up there. But don't go to page eight, you know, blog post comment 2004, Great. like I told you I did. <laughs> you will never stop and then you'll get addicted and it's just, you, you the thing about Google too, I, I realized with motherhood is mm-hmm. you can kind of find what you're looking for, right? So you can put some bias in the way you spin your search terms and get reassurance for what you want or get, you know, the opposing side. So, yeah, there's so much information, it's kind of scary. Yeah, Yeah. and and you don't know how much of it is based in truth or Mm -hmm. comes from a reliable source. Totally. Anybody can post. Anybody can post. I always encourage, um, especially, especially moms to be and new moms, you know, when you're awake and you've got that, you know, prenatal insomnia or, mm-hmm. you know, your belly's so big and you're sleeping on your back because, or on your side rather, because you can't sleep on your back. Yeah. Um, Something I never knew until I, eight months pre- or whatever, seven, whenever they tell you not to do that anymore. It's like, what? I've never heard of this. I know. And I'm a back sleeper. <laughs> me too. I was Ugh. so bummed when they so told bummed. me that. That's like, literally what I was expecting. Nobody like, told me this. I think I was looking forward to, like, yes, meeting my baby, but sleeping, sleeping on my back. Totally. I was like, can I just get back on my back? Oh, gosh, I yeah. know. But I find that, you know, in those moments of sort of Google searching or, you know, you just fed your baby and it's two in the morning and, you know, mm. you just put them down, but you can't go back to sleep and you find yes. yourself on the Instagram and you find mm. yourself on those chat rooms and it's so important. I. I just, you know, urge you to consider the source, who wrote it, yep. when was it written, who was it written by, yep. um, and what site it's on, because there there is so much information out there that it's almost enough to be dangerous, and, you know, it gets in your head. Is there anything yeah. in, in your postpartum box that can keep new moms off their phones? Gosh, <laughs> seriously. Well, I think that's one reason we have the self-care items in there. So like we're talking about with the 10 minutes of free time, mm-hmm. it's so easy to do what you want to do to have some downtime, which is get out, lay on the bed and scroll Instagram or something. It's like, no, if you could just leave the phone aside and do something for yourself, you're going to feel so much more recharged and like, you know, rejuvenated and cared for in a way that is so important to keep caring for your baby so well. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, <laughs> but I guess the, the self-care items are, are meant to serve as that reminder, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's an inside job, right? Yeah. I can't, I can't control right. you, but, um, yeah. Or maybe write a little sign for yourself. I mean, that's what my husband did for me. It really worked. I, I, I'm a post-it note person for little reminders, you know, whatever works for you. And I think another thing about social media and being a new mom is, you know, don't don't hang around on in the places that make you feel bad, mm-hmm. right? If there's, you know, breastfeeding didn't work for you and you're following someone who's so pro-breastfeeding and thinks anybody who can't breastfeed is didn't try hard enough or A, B, and C, you know, that's not information you need to keep taking in. It's bad for your health. It's bad for your mental state let it go, like mm-hmm. unfollow or whatever the example might be, you know, C-section, vaginal, whatever mm-hmm. um, it is, It you kind of have to practice self-care with social media, I think, right when you become a mom too, because there is a lot 
of mommy shaming, a lot of mommy wars, a lot of opposing sides that will keep fighting and fighting and fighting and you just have to remove yourself from that. I, I mean, I think, and look, if you want to get involved, it, that's your prerogative, but I just can't believe or can't can't think that it's really good for anybody's emotional state. That's such a good point. You know? Such a good point. And don't read the comments. Yeah. That's like where all the venom is. Yes. I feel like the is mean in the mean stuff. The mean stuff mm-hmm. is in the comment section. And, you know, it's, it's almost like this melee where people yeah. have kept nothing sacred and nothing's a secret and people just say the most awful things mm-hmm. and the most judgmental things. And it's one thing to look at a picture of a new mom who, you know, has a side-by-side, nine months in, nine mm-hmm. months out, perfect body, mm-hmm. you know, and to feel bad because maybe you don't look like that or maybe it wasn't that easy to bounce back. But then to read the comments, it's like, oh, it's just more devastating. So yeah. I agree with that. I think that's wonderful advice. And it's so hard because it's so accessible. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of times, you know, it it's just close and it's easy yeah. because it's a distraction, right? And you're home so much at the beginning, you know, you're not as social as you were before because you're navigating a new lifestyle. And so I think one thing we do when we're feeling a little isolated is grab the phone because it can in- instantly connect us to others. Um, but you, you just have to be careful with it because it can instantly connect you with others in a, in a bad way. Yeah. You know, or in a way that's really damaging, you know, you're, yeah. Big time. I found myself following a lot of these sort of pregnancy blogs and, mm-hmm. and pregnancy accounts, mom accounts. And then I would say by like six, seven months, I'm like, oh, unfollow, unfollow. Yeah. You know, because it also just, a lot of the stuff they were posting about didn't pertain to me anymore. Mm-hmm. I wasn't pregnant, so, mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I didn't need it. But, um, but there was a lot of that where... I mean, listen, what we have to remind ourselves, and I will drive it home on every episode of this podcast, which is people live the life they want you to believe they're living on Mm -hmm. social media. It is a highlight reel. If people posted everything from everyday life, even the bloggers and the influencers and the, you know, celebrities, it it wouldn't look like that. And, and I just want people to know that it's normal and we're all going through it. And Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, those mesh underwear, Meghan Markle wearing that mesh yeah. underwear too. <laughs> yeah, under that dress at that photo shoot under on day two. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it's true. Duchess Kate, the you know, yeah, the Princess Kate, Duchess Kate, she's wearing them too. <laughs> yeah, well, I I think that um, how how we act on social media, like I used to really struggle with what you're saying, you know, um, but I I've realized it's really not that different in per it, it is and it isn't that different in person, but we are inclined to talk about the good things. If we all went around talking about what sucks, mm-hmm. um, life would not be that fun. So people are inclined, it's it's human nature, I think, to, to share good things. With that comes a lot of, um, it, it makes things that people are struggling with and that are really real then taboo to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one thing that new moms really struggle with is, I can't really share what I'm really, really hurting with or really troubled by um, because there's not really a space for it, you know? Um, and I think that happens on social media. I think it happens in person. So I think uh, back to the fine line idea, I think there's a fine line between being open and honest and vulnerable, but also sharing good things. Um, and I think that's a trouble about social media is people mostly do the, mm-hmm. the good stuff, you know? 
I think it's getting better or maybe it's just the accounts that I follow. I'm always, I'm very, you know, in tune with all the mommy accounts that are about supporting moms in whatever decisions they make. Um, And so I see a lot of really good, uh, vulnerable honesty. Like Mm. I'm, I've been here. It's okay if you are too, you're not alone type stuff. Um, but I know that that's not what everybody's seeing in their feed. You know, they're seeing the, I'm at the grocery store two weeks postpartum with my eyelashes on and, you know, and very easily I had that same experience. I went to the grocery store six weeks postpartum my first time. I think I got like three things, got home and was like, wait, what? I didn't even get anything to survive the rest of this day. <laughs> and But when I was at the store, I thought, oh my gosh, I am such, I am so awesome. I can't believe I, here I am six months or six weeks postpartum. I made it to the store. I was so proud of myself. And then I started scrolling and seeing some other moms talking about their first outings or they're on the beach, you know, 10 days later. And I thought, well, what a chump am I? You know, I guess I couldn't do it as well as they could. And it's so easy. It's like, you know, but then if I was looking for, it depends on kind of, you know, your angle and what you're looking for. Because I could have, you know, if I was following the accounts then that I do now, it would have said, no matter when you get to the store, it's just fine, mama, you know? Yeah. Um, So I think you you just kind of have to change your angle and your viewpoint um, Mm -hmm. in a way that's going to be healthy for your mental state um but it's hard to do you know it's not like you can do it right away I know and just to bring it back because one other uh, option that I'm a big fan of for collecting a fund for uh, to give as a gift is to get the help of a postpartum doula Mm -hmm. and this is someone who can come to your house and who is really there to take care of you the mom and if you don't have a family member who is that caretaker or yeah. who does the play that role in your life or if you don't have that support system a postpartum doula will fill that void for you and be so incredible um, I didn't have one I had a doula during my birth but I did not have one postpartum but looking back I wish that I did I do, too. do you I totally wish I did yeah because I think they also would have been able to normalize all the things that my husband and I didn't know weren't okay or weren't normal or things that I thought I was crazy for or I must be the only one I think you know right out the gates the the doula would have said like these things are so normal here's here are the statistics here are the facts and those were things that we had to search for and figure out on our own and it was really hard on both of us um Mm -hmm. you know and I think for my mom who was there it like her last experience with it was 30 years ago 30 plus years ago so it's not like all that stuff is top of mind either. Mm-hmm. And so having a postpartum doula who's in the trenches with these same things all the time and dealing with all the struggles that new moms go through all the time and such, you know, a specialized professional in that, I think, I mean, I don't know how it couldn't be great. Yeah. I don't, it could never hurt, I don't think. No, even if it's just to give her your phone so you don't yes. get stuck scrolling yes. through it. Yeah. Um, but a postpartum doula does everything from taking care of you to making sure your mental state yes. is in tip-top shape and just letting you know it's okay. Mm-hmm. They can do everything from physical touch to you know massaging your feet, giving you a back massage, um, letting you sit with the baby or take a nap while they do the laundry and some of them you know go in to do housework some of them do some meal prep some of them will cook for you it's almost like having a therapist a mom a maid a grandmother a best friend and a personal chef 
six things in one. Yeah. And and of course, they do come with a price tag, and they can be very expensive, but um, that to me is a wonderful gift and something that you can give to someone who would greatly appreciate it, or it's a gift that you could use yourself if you are pregnant and um, expecting and soon to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I wanted to get to as far as um, gifts, and we talked about products, there's a product line available that I wanted to bring everyone's attention to called Tulip. Have you heard of them? Mm-hmm. They're really, really awesome. They are a personal care line. They just sent me these. These are such beautiful um, fragrances. I'm a huge perfume head. I'm like super into perfumes. It's like my passion. <laughs> I, I worked at a perfumery um, back when I was getting my acting career together and I'm super into personal blends and stuff. And one of the things they told me when I got pregnant is they were like, you have to stop wearing all the perfume mm-hmm. because it's really not good for you. It's not good for your skin. You know, there's a lot of um, additives. They're all, um, they're not natural. Yep. They're all yep. fake scents. Um, and so synthetic is the word I was looking for. And so they were like, you shouldn't use that. And I'm like, yeah, but when, when can I start using it? And they're like, oh, well, if you're going to breastfeed. And I'm like, well, yes. And they're like, okay, not for a while. And because of the hormones, your hormones are changing. You've got the nausea. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of scents. I became really sensitive to scent. Totally. And so to me, this line is so cool. They are vegan. They are um Made in the USA, there's no alcohol, no parabens, no dyes, no phthalates, no sulfates, no harsh preservatives, cruelty-free, and vegan. Their ingredients are just perfume oils and essential oils. They were all natural. And the best thing, you can get them at Costco. Oh, wow. Which is so amazing. You can buy them at Costco, and they come in three packs. And they are completely safe to use on your skin. And when everything smells really gross to you when you're pregnant... These smell amazing. They come in like 10 different scents. You can buy them in three packs at Costco, like I mentioned. Um, They're made in Humboldt County um, on the West Coast here in the USA, and they have all these different um, flavor and scent profiles. Really beautiful. Um, The one they sent me is Mandarin Peony and Neroli Wood, and they also have a, a sugar, a lemon sugar one and a vanilla bean scent. So really for any flavor scent profile that you're into, they have something for that. They also make an incredible um, personal care line and beauty line as far as um, eye creams, body lotions, bath mm. washes, all these wonderful things um, that are so safe to use when you are throughout your entire phase. Because let's be real, when you're thinking about the products that you put on your skin, it's not just prenatal. It's mm-hmm. when, you know, when you're having your baby and then also the postpartum stage and also once you pass that and then you're breastfeeding because yeah. you are passing on all of that good stuff and sometimes bad stuff to your baby. So that is another wonderful line uh, made by a woman named Victoria. You can find them on Instagram at Tulip um, Beauty. They're absolutely wonderful. And where can we find, I want to let people know where they can find Sunflower Motherhood um, boxes that you make and where they can Thanks. find your complete line. Yeah, sunflowermotherhood.com. Everything is there for you. And then on Instagram we have fun on there. We're all about mom support and love, but also humor because, you know, we know, you know, that we need that to get through some of the days. You have um, a great Instagram thank account, you. by the way. It's, <laughs> thank it's you. one of my favorite follows. And thank you. if you're a new mom, if you're thinking about being a mom, if you are a mom, follow Sunflower Motherhood on Instagram. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Very supportive 
very positive, body positive, mm-hmm. all of it. It's mm-hmm. it's all good stuff. You won't go into a dark shame spiral, I promise. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> where do you do most of your advertising? Uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yep, that's our, that's where we do the best for sure. And then a little bit on Google. And we also sell on Etsy, so we do a little bit on Etsy. But Facebook and Instagram are pretty much where all of our ads are. Nice. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to purchase, best place to find you would be the website? Sunflowermotherhood.com. Yeah, or you can go to our Instagram and get the link there or whatever. But yeah, all of our handles um, are Sunflower Motherhood. Just real simple. What yeah. is your price point? Where do they start? So our basic box is for recovery or C-section is $75. And then our um, full bundle with the self-care items uh, added in and a couple more of the upgraded uh, healing items is 150 149 I should say. Nice. And yeah. you ship worldwide? Uh, we ship nationwide right nationwide. now. Yeah, okay. working on worldwide, but not quite there yet one year in. Shipping is, whew, that's a tough one. Is it? Yeah, for is small hardest, businesses, it is so tough. What's the hardest part of that, like, mom-businesswoman balance? Oh, gosh. At first, I would say being able to separate the two. And, like, you know, when you start a company, it's really hard to separate your identity from the company's identity. So I felt like those... I was Sunflower Motherhood and Sunflower Motherhood was me. And while that is true, um, we're also two separate entities, right? And can can um, live separate from each other for a day or a night or a weekend. Uh, that was so hard at first. Um, and then also finding the balance between business and baby. Because mm-hmm. like you've probably heard people say, like starting a business is like having a baby, which I do and don't agree with. But, um, you know, separate who gets more of my time? Who gets this part of my time? Who gets this part of my mental state? You know, um, that was so difficult at first, but definitely have a better grip on it now. I think the hardest part is um, tuning it out or turning it off, I should say, not tuning it out, but really turning it off when I'm trying to be present with my son. One thing I've learned to do is, (laughs) funny, we talked about it with the phone, but really put my phone in the other room when I want to have like targeted time with him. Um, Because when you're the one running things, uh, running the business by yourself, when you only have a little bit of help, you think of things constantly that you could be doing, right? So it's like, I'll be with him. Like, oh, I just need to send this one email or I just need to do this one thing real quick. And then I feel guilty. I'm looking at my phone. I'm not being present. I'm missing things. So now what I do is I write that down on a, I like keep a pad of paper in the living room and I write it down and then I go do it when he's sleeping or something. But to pick up my phone every time and just do it, this will just take a second, you know? That's That's the best one. This will just take a second. And then, you know, eight minutes later, I've finished or I'm then freaking scroll, scrolling Instagram and <laughs> lost myself and didn't, didn't follow my own rules. Yeah. yeah, so now leave the phone in the other room when I want to be present. That is so smart because also it will stop and prevent your children yes. from wanting to touch your phone. Gosh. When you have your phone with you, they reach for it because, oh my gosh, it's got mommy's attention. Mm-hmm. I got to have it. And the blue light screen and mm. all of the different moving pictures and yep. the sounds that come out of they it. They love it. Oh, they love it. Yep. My kid actually, for his first birthday, got a gift of a dummy phone. They make fake iPhones for mm-hmm. babies now. Mm-hmm. That's This is where we are as a society. So they make these fake iPhones that you can give your kid so that they're not trying to get your phone. So then you can sit in silence <laughs> yeah. together on your phone. I know. It is the saddest thing in the world. I but know. it's also hilarious they make these phones. Yeah. But um, that is a wonderful tip. 
And I love that. Yeah, it works for me really well. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And it's a great tip. It's really hard to implement, but once mm-hmm. you do, you're like, wait, this is doing wonders for me. And at the end of the day, I feel less mom guilt. I notice a, a good chunk of my mom guilt comes from the source of it is from my phone. You know, like whether it's someone guilt, like I feel guilt from something someone's posted or something, or I feel like I wasn't present enough or I was looking at it too much or, you know, yeah. That's so interesting. Messed up. I I wasn't even around so many years ago, right? So many things weren't (laughs) around. So it's so much harder to be a mom now. And I, I truly believe that argument. It is hardest to be a mom Mm -hmm. now than it ever was before. Because of everything we talked about, about social media, this sort of comparative lifestyle that we live yeah. and the multitasking and mm-hmm. just the, the the evolution of the working mom and all of that, it's just, it's so hard. Whereas before, you just had to have the baby and, and take care of the baby. Mm-hmm. And that's it. There weren't so many distractions. And yeah. nobody cared what you were wearing and what your makeup looked like. Right. So... Yeah. Pros and cons for sure. I mean, a pro would be that, you know, you, you can really find community in it in a way that you wouldn't have if you're at home or just in a neighborhood with no, you know, reach to the outside world. But yeah, you have to you have to try to find the balance between those pros and cons and decide which ones are healthy for you and which ones aren't because it'll get you if you don't set the boundaries. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate you being here and sharing all about sunflower motherhood. You can check out all of the wonderful gift boxes at sunflowermotherhood.com and you can find them on Etsy, on Facebook, on Instagram and you can check them out as a wonderful, wonderful gift. Um, I'm actually going to order one for a friend of mine who just announced that she was pregnant. Oh, so sweet. It's yeah. a wonderful idea. That would be great. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Do Tell Mama. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. I'm Julie Alexandria. Thanks so much for listening.